Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to another edition of Testify here on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and I'm so pleased that you are with us again this evening. We've just come through the Easter weekend, and uh, I hope that you have had a blessed time, whether you've been at home or been away with family or been busy with church activities. Um, The main thing is that at this time of the year, it is truly, truly, truly about celebrating the resurrection and also, in essence, our connection to the resurrection and understanding what that means for us and how to bring the story across to others. So this evening, I've got again, Christo van der Skey from Wordspread Foundation is joining us. And Christo is going to be talking to us specifically about this spiritual season that we are in now that we have just come through celebrating Easter yesterday. So good evening, Christo. How are you? Hello, Ingrid. I'm well. Thanks a lot. And yeah, thank you. It's been a, a nice long weekend. I hope you got some rest as well. Well, you know, with a busy schedule that I have at church, 
Um, it's been blessed, but I'm definitely taking a rest or taking a rest today. So, yes, that's how it goes when you're quite involved in the community. But, Christy, you've also got some exciting things going on, especially this time of the year. I'll hand over to you to tell the listeners more about it. Yes, thank you, uh, Ingrid. You know, this time of the year is busy uh, because we try to get our um, word spread warriors to realize that it's an excellent time of the year to reach out to people and to motivate um, members of their church or in their networks to use the opportunity to spread the good news of Christ, especially because it's so top of mind uh, around the Easter time. Now, as you have mentioned, the past few days, Christians around the world celebrated the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And so I think tonight what I want to share with our listeners uh, about or on is a little bit about life through death and just spending some time on the resurrection itself. Now, Jesus is significant on so many levels. As we read through the Gospels, we're amazed at Jesus' power, his compassion, his wisdom, etc. But ultimately, it was very difficult for the Jews to believe that this man was their promised Messiah for one very important reason. He was executed as a criminal. Israel's history was filled with kings and judges who conquered their enemies. And the prophecies about the Messiah pointed to a victorious king. So it must have been confusing when Jesus began to speak about his death. And they didn't know what to do about about this would-be Messiah once he died. In Mark 8, verses 31 to 33, Jesus told his disciples that he was going to suffer many things and be put to death. He also foretold his resurrection. Peter was unable to see how such a course of events could fit with Jesus' mission, and he replied by rebuking his master and suggesting another path. A triumphant king who dies on a cross? Who ever heard of that? Yet, All of the Gospels describe Jesus' death as central to his mission. And Luke spent almost 10 chapters dealing with Jesus' journey to Jerusalem to die. When you read through Luke 9, verse 51, all the way through to Luke 19, verse 27. And I think our listeners who have just went with us through a period of Lent, and what goes with it knows um, how that part of the Bible speaks to what Jesus had gone through and preparing to ultimately die on the cross. Now, before Jesus was born, an angel declared that he would save his people from their sins. John the Baptist referred to Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The problem of sin who uh, had threatened humanity's relationship with God ever since Adam and Eve's disobedience in the garden. And so in order for God's people to be in a right relationship with him, sin had to be atoned. All of the sacrifices that God's people made in the Old Testament pointed forward to the sacrifice that Jesus would offer on the cross. Jesus was the true Passover lamb. He sacrificed himself that we can live. Upon sacrificing himself, a new covenant was made with God. Luke 22 verse 20 says, The cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Of course, the ultimate proof of the power of the cross is the resurrection. Many had claimed to be the Messiah, but only Jesus rose from the dead to prove it. After all, a conquering king cannot remain buried in a tomb. The resurrection is crucial to our faith 
and to the fulfillment of God's saving promises. Without it, we have no hope. The Gospels testify that Jesus rose from the grave and appeared to his disciples. And so it's critical that every one of us, every Christian, understand the story of Jesus. But understanding the story is not enough. It's not enough to merely absorb the information. You must respond to it. The message of Jesus' death and his resurrection demands something of us. Jesus continues to call people. He calls you and me to follow him and to live, even if it costs us everything. Christ's death and resurrection should give us confidence in the salvation he offers. Listen carefully to the message proclaimed by Jesus' earliest followers, as it's captured in Acts 3, verse 18 to 21. What God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that this Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn again, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all the things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. And so from that, we realize that Christ had a specific task and we get salvation as a result of the task that he had to come and fulfill on earth. And although it did not make sense to the Jewish people back then, and as we know as Christians, even to this day, 2,000 years later, what Christ had come to do does not make sense to the Jewish people. They're still hoping and waiting for the Messiah to become their leader, to lead them out of the oppression and what they have experienced now for almost 3,000 years. But as Christians, we know, we, we have experienced that God came through his son so that we can have salvation, to give us a new life. And that is what God expects from us as well, is to share that message of hope, that message of a new life in Christ uh, that we as Christians can experience. So, Ingrid, I'm going to hand back to you for a moment and to play us a little bit of music. But when we return in the second part, I'm going to share a little bit about the resurrection of Christ and the impact of that on our lives as Christians. Thank you, Christo. I so appreciated the statement that you made where you said it's not enough to absorb information. We need to respond to it even if it costs us everything. Dear listeners, this is the time that we really need to reflect for ourselves and understand the importance of being a servant of God. It's not just about knowing about him. It's not just about living through a particular spiritual season like we've come through now, Lent and Easter. The question is, what are we doing about it? How do we need to respond to it? Thank you, Christo, for that introduction. We're going to listen to a song now called Brand New Life by Colton Dixon. From cynical to miracles, he's opening my
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. This evening, Christopher Descave is once again addressing us, um, and he's speaking about the resurrection. And so I'm going to hand over to Christo again to talk to us and share with us the importance of responding in faith to what we need to do as Christians. Thank you, Christo. Ingrid, yes, thank you very much. And uh, thank you to our listeners who keep on following us tonight and in uh, what I'm sharing. Now, the first part of the program, I shared a little bit on why Jesus had to come to earth, why he had to die. But thank you so much uh, to the Lord, first of all, that we don't serve a master and a king who came and died and stayed in the grave. We serve a God who is a resurrected King, Jesus Christ. Now, I think one of the most important questions we as Christians have to ask ourselves, and we probably get asked when we get into a discussion with a non-believer or with someone who's agnostic, or even someone who, who is, um, well, who does not exactly believe as such in what we as Christians believe in. And that question is, can we seriously believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Now, the Bible makes no greater claim than the claim that Jesus, the man who said he was the Messiah, the Son of God, was killed on the cross, and then rose from the dead three days later. This would have been a difficult thing to believe for any first century Jew or Roman or Greek, and it is no less difficult to believe today. Dead men don't rise from the grave. But not only does the Bible claim this, it actually underpins the whole truth of Christianity on the resurrection. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 4, Paul writes, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. And then again, in verse 17 and 19, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. We are of all people most to be pitied. Now, this is not a little issue to be sorted out. This is probably the most important of all issues. If this claim is true, that Jesus died and rose from the dead, then it changes everything. But if it's not true, 
then we should turn our backs on Christianity and walk away from a lie. So what type of evidence supports the claim that Jesus rose from the dead after three days in the grave? A vast number of scholars throughout the ages have studied this question, and almost every single one agrees with the following set of um, uh, facts. And the interesting thing about these agreed-upon facts is that we don't even need to assume that the New Testament Gospels are the inspired Word of God. We can just treat them as any other historical document. So here they are. Firstly, Jesus lived and was killed on the cross. Secondly, the tomb in which he was buried was found empty. And then thirdly, the disciples, the Apostle Paul and James, the brother of Jesus, all claimed that they had seen a risen Jesus, <clears throat> which led to the start of the Christian church. Now, the life and death of Jesus is clearly documented also by extra-biblical ancient historians. <clears throat> As an example, Flavius Josephus, in the year AD 37, so that's just shortly after Jesus had returned to his father in heaven. He writes about Jesus in his book, Jewish Antiquities. Uh, a second author, Marcus Tacitus, wrote in his book, The Annals of, the, of Tacitus. That book spans a period from AD 55 all the way through to 115 years after the birth of Christ tells again about this Christ that not only came to earth, was a wise man, but also died and rose again. Another author, and remember, these are ancient historians. They, I don't think any one of them were Christians as such. They were just historians writing about what happened in Israel and in Jerusalem. And this third guy, Lucian of Samosota, he wrote, now this is very later, AD 125, it's almost 100 years later. He writes in his satire, so you can see the type of book he's writing in, The Passing of Peregrinus, again, again, not just referring to the life and the death of Christ, but also to his resurrection. In in the Jewish Talmud, of which portions were written only between AD 200 and 500. So at that stage, almost 200 years later, all the way to five centuries later, still reads, on the eve of the Passover, Yesu, Jesus, was hanged. And so we can see that there are many um, portions of Scripture that confirm what we as Christians believe, that Jesus was not just a leader or a wise man, someone who came to Israel who served as a self-proclaimed prophet or was followed by the people, Jewish and Greek at that stage, but also that he was died, he was killed, he hung on a cross, and then most definitely that he arose. And so because of all this confirmation, we as Christians can know that this is not just a nice little story in Scripture. It's not just something that was put into the Word of God or what we believe to be the Word of God to make us feel that we've got a God that's better than others. No, because of outside historians confirming this, and all throughout the ages, that message being kept alive by not just the Word of God, not just the Bible, but also by outside historians. We can know without having to fear that Jesus is alive. And so what we, what we just over the last weekend celebrated his death, but also 
more so his resurrection, we can live knowing that we serve a living intermediary, a living God who died for our sins, but also is alive. Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father where he, he has atoned for our sins, but he is continuously standing in for us. And so that's why we as Christians every year should celebrate this weekend, Easter time, uh, with joy and excitement, because it's not just a story, it's living reality, and we can live in that day to day. Thank you, Ingrid. Let's listen to some more music. Thank you, Christo. We're going to listen to Because He Lives by Matt Maher. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and this evening we have Christopher van der Skeef from Wordspread Foundation, who is so beautifully putting into context for us the importance of the resurrection. Yes, we've just come or oh, celebrated Easter yesterday, but we are still within the Easter season. It is the next couple of weeks leading up to the ascension. So um, if you look at the story, at the Bible, liturgically, this is the season we're in. So thank you very much, Christopher, for putting that into perspective. And now Christopher is going to share with us how, what we can do as ambassadors for Christ during this season and to share the importance of it with others. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah, what a lovely song we just listened to. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. If we serve the dead God, then this song 
would probably not be in our hymnals. We could not sing it knowing that he's alive. And so I'm excited about this song and I'm excited to share tonight with our listeners that we can, as Christians, take this message of a living God, living Christ to the world. That is actually the message that is able to change the lives of people because we are not serving an idol, not serving a God who sits on a shelf or is in a shrine or is somewhere in a, well, in a palace or anywhere where it it sits, maybe made from wood or uh, rock or stone. Um, No, we serve a living God. Yes, we can't see him at the moment, but we can experience him through the Holy Spirit that he has left for us to live with us as our helper. And so when Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 19, go and make disciples. And remember, he said that after his resurrection, after he had been on earth for another period of time, about 40 days spending time with his disciples and larger groups of people. Um, After Thomas even uh, got called upon the Lord, remember the story of Thomas where he said, I will not believe unless I get the opportunity to put my fingers into the wounds. And Jesus appears and he says, Thomas, come and put your fingers in the wounds. And uh, Thomas says, my Lord, my God, he falls down before him and he, and he praises him. And so we, we know he's alive. And that message is the message that we as Christians need to take to the world as often as we can, day to day, hour by hour, if it's possible. Now, over the last year, and I must, must just say to our listeners, the last year, in working with uh, Ingrid and um, being on Testify's show and on Eden FM has been a blessing to me. It's, it's forced me to, every second week, think about a message to, to keep you as the listeners excited about sharing Jesus with the world. And so uh, thank you for this opportunity to share with you tonight again uh, the solutions that we as the church, first of all, but then also through organizations like WordSpread have available to go to the world. Now, our listeners have heard many times before that uh, we present training courses like Ignite, uh, where we equip Christians to be able to go and with their own testimony, reach out to the world. Now, in a time like Easter, that message can be modified a little bit to focus on the time that we have just celebrated. And um, one of the tools that we have available at WordSpread is a little booklet called Christ in Easter. And it shares just to whoever you give that little booklet to, why we as Christians celebrate Easter. And remember Easter or the Passover is actually a festival of the Jews. So why do we as Christians celebrate that? And why we as Christians are excited about Easter time? Because we serve a living God. Now more so, I want to, as always, remind our listeners that Part of being able to be disciples, according to Christ's calling, is to live a life of preparedness, always being ready to say why we believe what we believe. Now, one way of equipping yourself to do that is by reading books. And I want to suggest a couple of books tonight that you as Christian, uh, I think, should go and read to enable you to better share the message about Jesus and the resurrection. One book that has really touched my life and continues to to amend the ways that I think about a lot of things 
is a book by Lee Strobel, The Case for Christ. And it really addresses why we believe what we believe, looking from an atheist perspective. So if you can, get a copy of that book and read it. Secondly, The Case for the Resurrection of Christ by Gary Habermas. Um, I don't know if that book is still in print, but if you can get your hands on it, read it, because it deals specifically with resurrection. The Resurrection of Jesus by Mike Lacona and the Resurrection of the Son of God by N.T. Wright. Any or all of those books are going to, well, it's just going to empower you. It's going to strengthen you in why we believe in the resurrection of Christ. And then I would suggest, as I always do, that you reach out to organizations like WordSpread so that you as a Christian or your church or congregation can get equipped with personal evangelism training. So we would like to empower you to be able to take the message of Christ, and specifically in this time of the year, the message of the resurrection of Christ. Take it to the people, share with them. Maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your family, um, maybe it's friends of yours, but take the message to them. And I'm going to be honest with you, oftentimes you're going to experience pushback. Let us be honest. Not all people want to hear that message. Not all people are open to the idea of believing in a God, in a God that they can't see, a God who died so many years ago, a God who supposedly had been resurrected. But if you weave the story of Christ's personal testimony and you reach out to that testimony, and through the work of the Holy Spirit, Christ will surely allow many people to come to salvation. And remember, it's not your work to bring people to salvation, but it's your work to spread the gospel. Ingrid, I'm going to hand back to you. Let's listen to some more music. But thanks again for the opportunity to get excited with you about this time of the year. Yes, thank you, Christo. Um, certainly... Um, some a really strong message to our listeners there. And I think such an appropriate song also to just um, complement what you have just said in the segment. And this song is called The Gospel by Ryan Stevenson. We're turning over every stone Hoping to find salvation In a world that's left us cold Can we get back to the altar Back to the arms of our first love There's only one way to the Father And He's calling out to us To the captive it looks like freedom To the orphan it feels like home It's the good news for us all It's greater than religion It's the power of the cross So can we get back to the altar Back to the arms of our first love
gospel is not that we can receive Jesus into our lives, but that he's already received us into his. In my own life, it means forgiveness when I know I deserve the fall. It called me out of my darkness and carried me to the cross. In a moment, my eyes were open. In that moment, my heart was changed. Like a blinding light in the dead of night. It's the gospel. Oh, to the captive, it looks like freedom. To the orphan, it feels like home. Yeah, to the skeptic, it might sound crazy. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. We are speaking about the resurrection and we are speaking about um, where we stand in terms of sharing the resurrected message uh, to our networks, to our family, to our friends, and being a true disciple of Christ. Christu, thank you so much for what you've shared with the listeners thus far. Um, and also the wonderful choice of music selection for tonight's program. Um, please do uh, continue to share with our listeners. Thank you, Ingrid. Yes, I think as um, my closing comments, I want to take our listeners back uh, to where we started um, earlier in this program. And we really did not start with the, res the resurrection of Christ. We actually started with why did Jesus die for us? And I think uh, we had opportunity over the last, well, probably as much as 40 days, definitely over the last Holy Week, and then into Easter weekend, opportunity to think, why did Jesus die for us? And we know that the only reason why Jesus died for us is that by ourselves, through ourselves, we had no solution for the sin that we live in. Only Jesus and him as our offering, only him could make amends for us as humans and our sinful nature, but also give us new life. And in order for us to experience new life, he had to live and that's why we also celebrate the resurrection. He was in the tomb for three days. But we know that tomb is empty. He left the clothing there, the burial cloth. He stood up. And after a couple of hours, even on that first day of the week, he met with some of his disciples. He met with some of the women. And uh, so we know there's a strong confirmation that Jesus is not dead, he's alive. And we can share that message with the world. In fact, by believing in the resurrected Christ, by accepting his Holy Spirit working through us, we become powerful ambassadors. We become powerful disciples, wanting to know more about him and wanting to share more about Jesus with the world. We spoke about how to take the message that Jesus lives to the world. And I want to challenge our listeners again, as I always do. If you are interested in getting to know more about how to share Jesus without fear, how to reach out to the world, speak to us at WordSpread. I'm not saying we have the only solution, not at all. We have a solution. I think it's an easy, it's a very practical solution. And so speak to us. Probably easiest way is by WhatsApp. 
on this number 064-504-5954. And uh, if you want to look at our website, go to www.wordspread.co. Now, if you get equipped with something like Ignite, our personal evangelism course, that puts you on track to go to the world and spread the good news, the wonderful message of a living God, living Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of his Father and where he is our intermediary. He speaks on our behalf. And so if you're interested, speak to us. But if you know that it's time for you to start sharing, then I want to press it on your heart one time more. Take the good news to the world. They need to know it. And then lastly, I want to ask our listeners um, to pray with us. The planning is in place <clears throat> later in this month. Actually, within another three weeks, we're going to be departing to Malawi again. And uh, I'm so excited. <clears throat> as it is the arrangements are to present just in Malawi in that last week of April, six more church growth programs, church growth conferences, where we plan to equip 300 extra pastors. And then from there, we travel across the border into Zambia, and uh, we'll be doing two more church growth conferences, one in Lusaka, one up in Kitwe in the Copper Belt, and so in total, when we return home at the end of that first week in May, it's going to be 500 plus pastors that will be extra equipped. 25,000 Christians that can be strengthened and empowered and sent out to go and spread the gospel of Christ. Pray for us, pray that the Lord be with us, and uh, that we can come back and, and report, share with our listeners that Jesus have made a way. Ingrid, thank you so much. I'm going to hand back over to you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Wonderful. Thank you, Christo. I'm so excited to hear that uh, things are moving within the ministry and that you have this opportunity to go to Malawi once again. I know that it was a big um, uh, influence and big opportunity for WordSpread Foundation last year to do that outreach. And so definitely all the best to you and the team for your preparations. Dear listeners, thank you so much for being committed and tuning in on a Monday night. And for those that listen via podcast, thank you also uh, for supporting Testify Ministry in collaboration with WordSpread Foundation. I'm going to close off with a prayer then for this evening and wish you all the best. Dear Father God, we thank you so much that you offered up your son to come to die for us and to save us. Thank you that we could get into a space, a mind space, to be able to once again reconnect with the story over this last few weeks and the celebration that we've just had coming through Easter, celebrating Easter. Father God, we thank you too that as ambassadors for Christ, that you equip us fully in what we need to be able to share the good news on a daily basis. Please, Holy Spirit, give us the courage, give us the strength, give us the wisdom and the insight to take the message of Christ's resurrection to everyone that we know. Please bless the activities of Christu and the team from WordSpread Foundation. Bless their plans for the God. Bless the finances that they might need. Bless, Lord, also the people, Lord, that you're already preparing to send along uh, on their path as they do outreaches, Lord, wherever they go. Father, we cannot go through this life without you. And we humbly come before you and ask you for your grace upon us. We bless you. We thank you. Amen. Good night, dear listeners. May God bless you until we meet again. We're playing out with a song called Ons Kwinning Kum.
by Juanita Duplessis, a well-known South African artist. Good night.
Thank you. 